Hey everybody, this is Steve. This is Andy. And this is Steve and Andy meet Batman in World's Finest number 157. Alright, we are back and um, we're doing another issue of World's Finest, taking a break from season three of Batman 1960s TV show. You know, we like to break it up because too many of those in a row will really... That, that, it, it, st- it starts working on your brain. It does, you know? it does. So we, we're breaking it up a little bit, doing another issue of World's Finest. And what, now what an issue it is. <laughs> this is a great issue, really. Um, if you remember back, there was an issue, the first one we did actually featured the imaginary sons of Batman and Superman, and at the end they said... They asked the readers, do you want more? And obviously the answer is yes, they wanted more. And I want more. And more they got. <laughs> they got more. They, they really, the, the writers of World's Finest really gave people what they wanted. Like we do. We give people yes. what they want. We they are want here. World's Finest? Yeah. Here it is. We are here for you. Exactly. Listener. So, all right. Let's get right into this issue. Let's do it. Yeah. Um. Well, like we said, it's World's Finest Comics, number 157. The Abominable Brats. The Abominable Brats. It's the May 1966 issue. Script by Edmund Hamilton and pencils by Kurt Swan. <laughs> so the cover of this issue, we see Superman. He's older. This He's got some gray. Yeah, gray we, see, we see he's they're at a campsite, Superman, Batman, and their sons, all dressed, of course, and they're... <laughs> In their their costumes, even when they go camping, they don't they don't relax. They don't take a break. This is you know what maybe to them this is casual wear. <laughs> it could be. We see Batman laying down on the ground, and his son Bruce Junior letting out a box of snakes, frogs on him. We see Kal El Junior lighting some firecrackers that look a lot like dynamite. Looks dangerous. I love this. The the blurb here is it says a great imaginary novel featuring the sons of Superman and Batman as the abominable brats. How would you punish them for their practical jokes? I, I was hoping it'd be you could call in if you wanted them to to die to die. Yeah, you <laughs> should die. This. But no, no, no. They don't. They just that's a rhetorical question. You don't get the answer. No one get no one gets spanked in this issue. But I think Superman's. Techniques on how to punish his child is is a little harsh. We'll get into that later. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a, it was worse than spanking. So we see the splash page here is Batman and Superman. They're always flying or swinging in, and um, there's a there's they're at the side of this building. We see Bruce Junior and Kal El Junior graffitiing a sign that's for a gala benefit. And it has a picture of Batman and Superman on it. They're drawing weird hair. They're drawing mustache, a beard, and you know, that's it's just vandalism. It's you know they can't get away. Why would you do that when your parents are superheroes? They're gonna find out. Well, you know, there were when you were you're a teenager, you're rebellious. When your dad's Superman, you become even more rebellious. Can you imagine? <laughs> so yeah, this takes place in the future. Obviously, it's it's. Two years down the line from the last one, we see the Batmobile looks a little bit more super, or a little bit more futuristic. Um, like I said, Bruce and 
Clark have kind of graying hair. And what's super creepy, Kathy has gray temples as well. Yeah. It's, I don't like that. It kind of creeps me out. So we see the first panel, Batman's driving away in a super futuristic Batmobile. Him and Superman just got done with a long mission. Batman's like, I got to get back home to see Kathy and my son. Superman's like, I'm anxious to get back to Lois too, if you know what I mean. Um, so back in the Batcave, we see Bruce... Uh, coming back he's taking off his mask he's like hey kathy what's going on she's there he says where's bruce jr and she said he's at a law enforcement lecture given by the flash in central city he wore his batman costume there of course he never wears any other clothes this is getting a little creepy because he looks like he's a teenager well, he's driving a car yeah so he's, he's like a, a teenager now still dressed in a child's batman costume. it's weird but bruce says well, good thing a lot of teenagers wear their batman and superman outfits these days Ah, it's weird. It's weird. It's a little, it is weird. Uh, Kathy says, it's good to Maybe have... it's a Lady Gaga thing. Maybe she's really popular in the DC Universe at this time, so... Might have, she might more, have been, I don't know. The more outrageous you dress. <laughs> Pretty soon, yeah, uh, Kal-El's gonna be wearing a meat suit or something like that, is it? He might, he might be. Uh, Kathy comments that she, we're lucky to have such a serious, a studious boy, but... We cut to downtown Gotham City. Uh, we see Bruce Jr. racing around in this futuristic car. It's floating around. He's uh, The police is there. He's like, hey, you can't fly this low in downtown. Uh, Bruce says, let's give John Law something to yell about. So they're flying around. They almost hit a... Bus there in this future bus. It's this big, weird-looking thing floating, of course, because everything floats in the future. Is how it works. This is probably like the year 1995. Is <laughs> Bruce is the DC universe version of like like a Paris Hilton, like some young socialite that just hell raises nonstop. Yeah, so they're about to crash into this bus, but miles away, Cal L Jr. He sees. What's happening with his supervision? He's like, they're going to hit that bus. I don't know why he was just creepily watching Bruce with his supervision, but that's not explained. So he flies over there at super speed, pushes the bus out of the way. Bruce says, that was a close one. We almost got hit by that bus. Later, Bruce is landed in his weird-looking car, future car thing, and Kal-El Jr. says, you know, you could have been killed. What were you doing? I didn't know you were one to take risk and he's like <laughs> Bruce Jr. says I'm tired of being a goody goody just because my dad's a big lawman <laughs> he's really, he's really he's then Kal-El Jr. saying hey come on you've always wanted to fight crooks and be a superhero and Bruce Jr. says stop being such a big square you'll miss all the kicks in life and he flies off in his car, uh, leaving Kal-El thinking, am I really missing all the kicks in life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bruce Jr. arrives back home. And of course, Bruce Wayne is pissed off. He says, what were you doing? I saw a TV report about you breaking the law. Hover-rotting, as he said. What have you got to say for yourself? Bruce Jr. is like, I just got back from Central City. I'm not digging what you're saying. Hover-rotting. So in the future, they're still using terms like square, getting your kicks, dig, a dig it. So 
Well, it's kind of like that retro beatniky sort of thing that always becomes popular every once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of that sort of thing, I guess. It's this sort of language has come back in. Yeah. Uh, so he's saying, I'm not digging what you're saying, Dad. And Bruce says, you know, I, I you know, hover rotting is bad enough, and now you're lying about it? I don't, I, shut up. Go to your room, basically. And we cut a few days later... Batman is giving Bruce Jr. his daily lesson in lawman skills. They're swinging around the Batcave. Batman's pretending to come at Bruce Jr. with a gun. Bruce I Jr. think he was trying to shoot Bruce Jr. <laughs> Bruce Jr. kicks him in the head. And Batman's like, you should have kicked me in the hand to knock out the gun. Uh, then we see a voice, or we read a voice, I guess, coming up. He says, oh, I thought he did pretty good. He did a swell job. It's Robin, it's Dick Grayson, a grown-up Dick Grayson. Batman's like, I'm glad to see you here. Good thanks for dropping in. Uh, apparently, Dick Grayson is working for the FBI. I Federation wonder, of Bizarro Idiots. I, that's what I think it is. And then uh, Batman says, how is that going? How's working for the FBI? Uh, Dick Grayson said, you know, it's, it's good. Uh, I'm a little bit sorry I hung up my old costume. But you have a nice, a good partner in your son, which is... Can you imagine a grown man going around in those little tiny green shorts? I have been to comic book conventions, and yes, I can imagine that, because That's I have true. seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. It's burned into my brain now. I can't unsee it. Anyway, uh, Bruce Jr. is kind of stalking off. Uh, Batman tells Dick Grayson, I'm a little worried that... Bruce is he's committing some mischief. Uh, Dick Grayson says, "Oh, it's just kid stuff. Don't worry about it. Maybe if you are worried, you could have Superman keep an eye on him because he's got this telescopic eye. That's creepy." <laughs> uh, so Batman flies off to the Fortress of Solitude in his bat jet. He gets in. Superman's there. He said, "I heard you coming. What's happening?" Batman says, I got a favor. So Superman agrees to keep an eye on him, keep an eye on on Bruce Jr. Batman says, you're so lucky that you have such a well-behaved boy, Kal-El Jr. And Superman's, yeah, I'm, I'm mighty proud of that boy, is what he said. <laughs> he said, he's, in fact, right now he's out studying his space geography, which that is a new field in the future, space geography. Isn't space geography just kind of like astronomy? No, it's a diff- I don't know. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Don't, we don't question the new academic fields of the future, as far as DC Universe is concerned. I wonder if there's a space math. Yeah, yeah I guess in the future, everything, there's like, there's space English, space political science. Obviously space history. Space history, um, space psychology. You know, in space history, Krypton blowing up would be a big thing. That's yeah. true, but he's not... Kal-El Jr. is studying his space geography now, and Superman's like, in fact, I'm going to look at him with my telescopic vision just to see how proud I am of him. But when he looks out, he sees Kal's not really doing that. He's actually wrecking a meteor swarm just just for kicks. He's getting his kicks. And, and Superman's worried all that radioactive dust is going to endanger the planet that's nearby. He's like, i got to go stop him. But when he gets there, he... Kal-El is gone. Uh, he must have heard Superman, or seen, or sensed Superman coming. Um, so Superman just sucks up all the dust into his lungs that can't be good for you. Uh, later, Superman's back at the Fortress of Solitude, 
Calwell Jr. gets back, he's like, hey, Dad, I think I got the space geography of Space Sector 44Z all learned. Superman's not having it. He's like, don't hide, Dad, me. I saw you out there blowing up meteors, creating all kinds of dust, endangering the entire planet. And Kal-El's like, I didn't do that. It must have been someone who looked like me. It wasn't me, I swear to you. That has to be like a, like a hard excuse when you're Superman Jr. You know, oh, it would be someone else that looked like me. Some other kid that could fly in space. <laughs> Yeah, and Superman's not buying. He's like, I thought, you know, you try to weasel out of this. So he checked all finger... He did some fingerprint analysis, skin pore pattern. I don't know what exactly that... He's like, it was, it was you. I know it was you. And he's like, back in my day, <laughs> you know, my parents didn't have superpowers, and I didn't take advantage of them. I was made myself useful. I never got into mischief. Which, is that true? Are there Superboy stories where Superboy never got into any kind of mischief at all? I don't believe that. I'm sure there's something, you know. I'm not the expert on Superboy, but I'm sure he he did something. I'm sure he didn't just paint ceilings like we see in the panel. (laughs) So Superboy's like, I know, you told me, you used to do their chores. Uh, And then Superman's saying, um, I'll forget it this time, because you're only a kid. Uh, Batman should realize his son's just a kid, too. Sometimes kids get into trouble. Come on, Kal-El Jr., let's, let's go on a mission together. So, so you th- think Superman's gonna be, like, one of those hippie parents, but you find out later. That- oh, God, no, jeez. Yeah, I thought, that's a little lax. He's just like, all right, forget about it. You were endangering an entire planet with radioactive dust. Come on, let's go have some fun, to- father and son. Let's now. have some McDonald's, you know? <laughs> So they fly off over the ocean. Superman says he has agreed to raise an old battleship to use as a war memorial. Some propaganda. Superman is always up for some propaganda. He said, this will give you a good opportunity to learn some undersea methods. We'll be down there, communicate by sign language. So they're down at the bottom of this ocean. They're they're about to pull up this ship. Uh, Superman signs to Kal-El Jr. Um, there's a torpedo hole. We'll have to repair it. So why don't you go find some iron ore and squeeze it into the shape of steel plates? And uh, Kal-El Jr.'s like, okay, Roger. So Superman is, he lifts the boat out of the, the battleship out of the ocean, and he's like, what the heck is going on? He sees Kal-El Jr. riding this giant whale like a bronco. He's got this- I like how he talks to it. Ha <laughs> this is better than riding a bucking bronco. Jump higher, whale. He's got the whale. We should put this up on stevenandy.blogspot.com. He's got the whale like a, like this, not a lasso, but kind of a, what are those things called that you put in a horse's mouth? And the reins. He's got it reined up and he's like jumping around, having all kinds of fun. Superman says, Cal, what are you doing? And then, and then Cal's like, oh my God, he's seen me. Dive, whale, Dive. Superman's like he goes to set the boat down and then just a second later Cal Jr. shows up he said here are the plates sorry it took me longer than uh, it should have Superman's like oh yeah it would have taken you longer because you were riding a whale like a horse uh, Cal Jr. said well I was never doing that I he just playing dumb he doesn't know what was is going on Superman said no more excuses I was lenient once and now it's time for some real punishment. So we cut back to the Clark Kent household. This is just cruel. Superman has these long pliers, and 
he's kind of placing these bars made of kryptonite in in Superboy's room. He's locking him in. He's like, this will keep you weak. You won't be able to leave. It seems cruel to me. This is like slowly poisoning your child. Yeah, it's that's like, your form of punishment. But like, oh, here's a little bit of like rat poison. Art. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit at a time. Yeah, take this. It'll make you feel bad, and you can't leave. It's just cruel. But that's what he did. He's locked in this room, and uh, and at the next panel, Superman flies through a hole in the wall. Yeah, because there's a secret base hole in their basement that I don't I don't know exactly. Superman's flying through the hole. And there's a barrel. Do you see the barrel down in the corner? He's got, like, an old-fashioned barrel. Yeah, he's making wine down there, probably. <laughs> he saw sideways, and and he got in kind of to the wine craze. <laughs> yeah. He just hasn't gotten out of it yet. Superman is a big sideways fan, that's for sure. Yes, he is. So Kal-El Jr. was saying he, he was going to go camping with Bruce Jr. today, and uh, Superman says, no, that's enough. You, you can call... Call the Waynes and tell him he's not allowed to go. A little bit later, Kellogg Jr. is locked in his room and in his prison cell. Yeah, his cell, which is slowly killing him. Uh, Bruce Jr. shows up and he says, "I'll cut you through these, cut these bars off your uh, window here." Uh, so he's doing that. But then Lois comes by to bring Cal lunch, and she says. She sees what's going on. She's like, that's it. I'm calling your father. Superman comes. Um, he's he's really pissed off. and cause Lois He calls the kids like, brats? Yeah. And he said that one more prank, and I say we lower the boom on these brats. And Which I, means he's going to kill them. I wonder what he means by that, because I would have thought kind of uh, locking your son in a cage, which will <laughs> slowly poison him, is kind of lowering the boom. But I don't know. No, when he says boom, he means fists. <laughs> Maybe a gun? I don't know. Boom. So that, later that night, uh, we see Batman sneaking on a boat um, because he's trying to stop these guys, these criminals, from escaping down to South America. Batman sees him. He's like, oh, your vacation has been canceled, boys. Uh, they're going to shoot him down. They have guns, he obviously doesn't, but he says, if you shoot me, he has this bottle of nitro, which will explode and kill us all. And the thieves say, all right, so we... Superman, I mean, Batman has a death wish, basically. <laughs> he does. <laughs> so the the um, the superhero, or the criminals, I'm sorry, the criminals are like, all right, we'll just wait for you to fall asleep and then shoot you. And then Batman is like, oh, okay. I bet I can stay up longer than you, but what he didn't plan on was the two guys switching and taking turns sleeping. So we see later, many hours later, Batman is struggling to stay awake. The two criminals are up, they, they had a nap, the other one's switching, and Batman's slowly falling asleep. Uh, the bottle's slipping out of his hand, then suddenly Superman shows up. He flicks one of the criminals in the chin. The criminal goes down. Uh, Batman, the bottle drops, it crashes, nothing happens, and Superman said, oh, it was just a bluff, it was only colored water. Um, so he arrests the criminals, he's flying off with Batman, and this is weird, Batman is in his arms, it looks really creepy. He's Superman, like a baby, or yeah. they're like, they just got married, and he's like walking over the threshold with them. <laughs> uh, Batman, or I'm sorry, Superman says, why didn't you just call with the Justice League signaling device? And Batman says, I just thought I could handle it on my own. He would have been killed if Superman didn't show up. No. I, I didn't realize they would play the napping <laughs> game with me. 
Uh, yeah, his one flaw, he can't stay awake forever. So then they, they're cut, they, they're going out camping because they said the boys have been so good. They take the Batmobile out camping. Um, and Batman's like, I'm really tired. I've been awake for 52 hours. I That's just wanna... how long that sleeping game went on for, 52 hours. <laughs> I just want to No sleep. one worried about him in that, on all, that whole time period. He was gone for more than two days. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird. The boys are setting up the tent. Superman's like, I gotta... Great spot to camp. You rest, Batman. We'll take care of all the work. Uh, the boys sneak off. They're going to go explore the woods. And not too long after, we see what was the cover of this. Superman baking some hot dogs with his laser vision. Batman taking a nap. The kids are causing all kinds of havoc. Kal-El Jr. is lighting these fireworks with his heat vision. Uh... Bruce Jr. is sending out a box full of frogs and snakes. It's really weird. Uh, the firecrackers go off. The frogs jump all over Batman. They're like, what's going on? The kids run off. Batman is like, that was really bad. Those kids are rude. They've been so good, too. Now here they are out in the woods acting all jerkish again, acting like a couple of punks. Batman, or Superman calls them they imps. They're acting like imps. He's a big Shakespeare fan. <laughs> so moments later, the kids come back. They're like, what's going on? And Superman says, you know perfectly well what's going on. We're fed up with your pranks. We're cracking down on you beginning now. And the kids are like, what? we didn't do anything. Why? They're, they're just making excuses. Uh, they're going to go make their own way. They're going to go live off on the woods. They're tired of what they think is being punished for no reason. and yeah, The boys run away again. Yeah, this is the second time in two stories that they've ran away. No, there's not a creepy guy in the woods this time. so That we know of, at least. Yeah, that might not have made it to the final cut of this issue. So the kids <laughs> run off... They're going to do the Napoleon of crime again. <laughs> the kids run off. Superman says they'll be fine out on their own. Don't worry. They'll come back because they'll get homesick later the next day. So the kids, they just let their kids live in the woods for an entire day. They're not worried. This was the 60s. Things were cool back then. Uh, later that next day, the kids seem to show back up. They say, we sorry we yeah, pulled those pranks. That was childish of us. Superman's like, good, you've learned your lesson. Now, um, how about some crime fighting education for you two? And they, the kids are thinking to themselves, oh, those idiots fell for our suggestion. They, they fell for, those idiots fell for our, our lie. Uh, so later that night, Batman's trying to stop some criminals from destroying this telescope. Or, I don't know. Exactly. I don't know what it is. It's a giant it radio like a... telescope. It's like a big satellite dish, I guess. So uh, the, one of the guys, come, the criminals comes up to destroy it. Batman swoops down. Uh, Bruce Jr. throws a boomerang down. It hits Batman right in the face. He said they, the criminal got away. And the uh, Bruce Jr. says, oh, I'm sorry. I, but he's just thinking to himself, he really wanted the the batarang to hit Batman in the face. And then later, the, uh, we cut to Superman and kal Jr. They're fixing up this dam because this... This water buildup's going to flood an entire village, and Super Callow Jr.'s throwing these big uh, rocks to Superman, who's stacking him up into this dam, and then Callow Jr. slips, or so he says, and throws one too low. It busts open the dam. It's heading toward the town. 
Superman is able to, to divert the water so no one is killed, and Superboy is thinking he, he did it on purpose, and but Superman thinks it's just a mistake. Later, Superman and Batman are in the Batcave. They're saying, you know, the kids are just goofing. They're just making some mistakes. Batman says, why don't we take him out on a joint mission the next time one comes up? The next day, one comes up. There's this weird armored car smashing up city a city prison. It's got these weird arm things on it. And I'm assuming they're releasing the, the Napoleon of crime. That's probably what's going on. So they see it on the news. Bruce Jr., Callow Jr., Batman and Superman all rush off to stop it. Um, the armored car has got this weird green glow, and Superboy, or not Superboy, Callow Jr., flies off to see if it's green kryptonite and he said no it's fine they can stay right here so superman goes oh it's just a fake fake kryptonite glow to scare me off and he runs up to stop the machine but it was real kryptonite it weakens him it grabs him with his arms the kids are laughing what what are they doing why are they laughing uh, then we cut to the woods it looks like bruce jr and superboy jr are still in the woods they haven't returned yet they're making a fortress cave. I think if... They would have stayed there forever. That's what I was saying. But they have a radio, and the radio is saying, Superman and Batman are in danger, and they're like, well, we should go help them. So they fly off, and they see these doppelgangers, these two fake Superboy... Or these two fake Kal-El Jr. and Bruce Jr.'s, and they we got to stop these guys. we got to save our dads. So they, they release... Uh, Batman and Superman from the grips of the tank. They disable it. They run off to round up the crooks who just jump out of, out of the tank and run off. They've never explained why they were really smashing up the city in this weird tank thing. Um, they, and then Kal-El Jr. and Superboy Jr. run off to stop the fake Kal-El Jr. and Superboy Jr. They grab him. They wrestle him down. Uh... Batman and, and Superman catch up and they say they are, Superman says they're identical. Their fingerprints are the same, poor patterns, everything. He can't tell which is which. And um, Bruce Jr. says, I can prove I'm the real one. I wrote my middle name, which I've never used, on a slip of paper and put it in my utility belt. The real Cal will be able to read it with his x-ray vision. And so one of the Cal Juniors reads it and he says, my name is, how do you pronounce this? Bruce... Clipsonum? Clipsonum Wayne. Bruce Clipsonum Wayne. And then all of a sudden he turns into this... He turns into Mr. Mixaplick. What is it? Mr. Mixaplick. Oh, Mixaplick. Okay. Oh, right. He's like, it was Mr. Mixaplick's son. And he returns to the fifth, dim fifth dimension. And um... Mixaplick is an imp. So oh, okay. that's why they were acting impish. You know, so. Oh, I get it. I get it now. Uh, Bruce says he figured out the mischief was being blamed for them was caused by Superman's old enemy, Mr. Mixaplick. Uh, but who, that was who was the fake Superman, but it turns out the fake, the fake, uh, Bat, the fake Bruce Jr. was Batmite Jr. And then Batman's like, why were you causing all this mischief? It turns out Mixaplick was able to control it's Bat- weird that Batmite has a son. Yeah, I don't know who the wife is or the. the I think it's the, Kathy Kane. <laughs> so somehow Mixaplick was able to take over Batmite Junior. and use him to do his bidding. Uh, then Batmite Junior says, "You know, I'm out of here." That was a, it's a weird explanation for all that. Actually, I think that they 
Hamilton wrote the story, and Mort Weisinger was like, you know, the editor was like, oh, we can't have these Superman and Batman's kids being brats. We have to figure out a way to get around that. Yeah, so, yeah. So Mixaplik, if you say his name backwards, he has to go back to his home in the fifth dimension. So then Batman Jr. leaves, and the... Superman says, how can we repay you? You, you saved us. And Callow Jr. says, oh, I can think of a way. So they're out camping the next day. Uh, Callow Jr. said, this is just what the doctor ordered. Superman, Ju- Superman is saying, asking if anyone wants some more roasted weenies. He's roasting them with his... And I think he's meaning penises. He might have. <laughs> so that's the end. That's the end of this story. <laughs> Do you get a sense that halfway through the story they go from being teenagers to little kids? Yeah, they go back to kind of the little kid mode. I mean, they're hot rodding, and then they're little kids wanting to go camping. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. So that was it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our an, another issue of World's Finest. We'll be back doing the regular Batman episodes next week, but stay tuned. There will, there will be more World's Finest that we have more planned. If you want us to talk about any other kind of Batman related show, book, comic book, or even non Batman, we'll, we'll yeah, talk about any kind of weird comic book, anything, any like any ep- episode, like any I, issue, any issue of World's Finest you really like, tell us. We'll do it. Oh, it doesn't. It, any issue of anything you really like, we will try yeah. to do it. We will like like the creators and editors of World's Finest. We are here for the fans. Exactly. If you want more, if we will find more Superman Jr. and Batman Jr. stories, if they exist, I don't know. We will. We will yeah, I don't know them. either. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Send us an email at stevenandy at gmail.com. Send us any any email, any email you want. Uh, did you look at the uh, the Brave and the Bold house ad? No, I didn't. Back, it's Brave and the Bold presents Flash and the Doom Patrol. Oh, that's and pretty And it looks cool. like they're teaming up to take on Gorilla Grodd, it looks like. Well, we, should, that we should try to do that one. Yeah, I was going to say that one looks pretty cool. Check out our blog at stevenandy.blogspot.com. We'll be putting issue, or we'll be putting panels up from this issue. So that's it. Next week we'll be back on our regular, uh, regular reviews of the 1960s Batman TV show. Andy, I will talk to you later. Yeah, I'll talk to you later, Steve. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you later. See ya. I'm all lost in the supermarket. I can no longer shop happily. I came in here for a special advert.